Hey, this is Steve Paps, founder of Generation Dabot on Steve Paps Junior Consulting. If you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsoff. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level, by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe that we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today. If we can, can get the leaders to step up and lead the change, then they can inspire real change. It's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. So team, today I have on the show with me our guest who is Steve Paps, known as Steve Paps Jr., he is the founder of Generation Dad Bod and Steve Paps Junior Consulting. In the last three years, Steve has coached over 4,000 dads worldwide on how they can live a healthy lifestyle long term. His core focus is helping clients understand the power of being their own leaders and taking charge of their health and well-being. On the side, Steve works with a number of businesses in the health and fitness industry, where he provides sales and marketing and social media services. So, team, this is a, a great person to have on the show today, especially with that fast-moving, changing world as we have. Steve, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me, Dennis. Yeah, awesome. Hey, um, what I'd like you to do is just uh, first off, is there anything else you want to add to your background? Tell us a little bit more about you and, and what you do and, and, and how it all works. Yeah, sure. So, I've, I've been working in the, the um, online space uh, for Generation Dad for, for the last three years. And through through that journey, it really started back in 2013 when I went through my own journey. And I um, before before 2013, I actually was one of the top bodybuilders in New Zealand um, and in Australasia. And from that point, I went through a, a rough period in 2013 where I packed on 35 kgs. And then it got to a turning point where I realized that I needed to I needed to change. I needed to change because my son needed the the, the the role model that that you know any other son would want in their own life, and I wasn't showing up as a parent, so I wasn't leading by example. So from that point, I made a promise to him that he would never see his dad in that in that state ever again. And from that point, I was able to lose thirty five kgs in three and a half months. I was able to change my life completely three three sixty, and then from there. I was able to then later inspire what which is now today over four thousand dads worldwide to to follow suit. So that's that's a bit about Generation Dad Bod. And just on the side as well, I also do consulting work for a number of um, businesses, mainly in the health and fitness space, just off the backbone of me having an online business for Generation Dad Bod. 
Yeah, awesome. And, and when you say 30, 35 kilos, right, is that what you, you dropped? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how, how, do you, um, how did you do that? Or And the other thing would be, you know, how did you – or how did that make a difference to you as a leader in the industry? Yes. I guess the first thing is that I truly believe that the body will follow where the mind takes it and that if you don't have certain – certain set of habits, daily daily behaviors that you've put into your schedule like you do with your own work, you have to turn up to the office at a certain time, then you're simply not going to follow through. You're simply not going to, you know, get the end result. So for for me, how it really changed my life is it allowed me to to not only inspire my son, but inspire countless people, but it also inspired myself because it showed me that if I can lose a ton of weight in a short frame of time, Imagine taking that mindset and applying that same process to any other area of my life, which I did. So it's been very impactful in a lot of ways. Yeah, so that mindset side of things and losing the weight to help you can actually go into other areas of our life and business and so forth, and uh, that's pretty cool, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, I, yeah and I, Steve, I, I know that you've helped me over the over the last uh, period of time whereby I've actually gone and lost 21 kilos, and um, it's been really amazing to, to have that, and, and thanks for helping me. I mean, it's really helped me change things in my life but also the energy that i've got and the ability to to go out and do things uh is really quite inspiring and and really quite cool to 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 have done and and working so it's really really cool so thank you no it's always a pleasure yeah hey um so so what the question i've got here is who is your favorite leader now this person could be alive or could be someone from history and and why so who is your favorite leader and why i guess uh, i guess that would be michael jordan and and it, and it dates back to my um, high school years where I, I used to idolise him, and it's, it's just because of his his, his, his whole being. You know, he's a very passionate person. He's very driven, and he's very laser focused, which I think is what we what what is required of our leaders for today. And going going into the next five to ten years is, is having more clarity, more more clear sense of vision, and being able to drive that that whole movement towards that vision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. And so Michael Jordan, yeah, and I think of late on um, and Netflix and that, they've got some series that have come out about him and that. Hey, have you been watching that or is that something you'd like to go and watch? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, watched, I've watched all of it, but I've, I've followed them most of my life, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, great. And it's just beautiful to see somebody with so much talent and going out there, but also being that inspirational and role model for other people, which is really, really important because um, – you know, we, we need these role models in our lives today, and he's one of those which has been of the past, right, which is great. Yeah, and I think one, one aspect even in that was he was saying that I'll, I'll make sure we win regardless. Okay, and he, cool. Yeah. And he's always had that, that, that high level of standards that he set, not just for himself, but for everybody. So it's very congruent. Yeah, so something you just said there, which is about the high level of standard. I mean, I know at times people can be quite hard on ourselves, you know, as individuals because we've got those standards for ourselves. But how important is that as a leader to have those high level of standards? And, and what would you do around that space? Yeah, I believe it's quite important, obviously. I mean, if, you, if you're if going into high performance or any managerial role, leadership role, it's because people need to see – that role model, they need to, they need someone to set that bar for them, and and then everyone can kind of aspire to that. So, for example, when you come to Generation Dadbot, people can already see what the standard is. 
they can expect a level of of transformation coming through the program, not just because of myself, but because of thousands of other people who have come before them. So there's a high bar that they're not going into a a another program. They're actually going into a transformative program where we're setting the bar not just for their health, but into their their work life, into their personal life, into their personal. I mean, sorry, into their relationships with themselves and also everyone else around them. So, I mean, there was one quote that I heard one time, which is that, you know, how you are in one area is how you are in all areas. So, you know, when you don't set the bar high in one area, you're most likely probably letting letting the ball slip in other areas of your life. Yeah, and it, that's a really interesting point. I mean, I um, I know that as I'm working with leaders and executives around the world, those who are high performing and out there really making some things happen, I looked around and went, mm, there's not many who are actually overweight. Uh, they tend to, to exercise a lot. They're out there and doing fitness. And then, you know, a lot of people could go, well, where do they find the time? I mean, they, they're really busy people. But they make that as a priority for them. And I think that's that's one thing that's really important. Yeah. And I think it's, mm. it comes also to the why. For example, you, uh, like why do people want to be a leader? And everybody has different reasons. My reason is to inspire, um, to inspire change. And I guess uh, just having that for all those other areas as well. Yeah, very good. Hey, so leadership is changing and we're seeing a change is constant in that. So what what is that, when I say that term, what does that mean for you? I think, it's, well, the, given the current circumstances globally, we've been through COVID-19 we've now got this, I mean, this whole global racism talk um, around America, what's happened recently as well. So I think it's, I mean, people are wanting leaders who actually step up to the plate. You know, it's not like before where you can kind of hide behind the covers. Now you've actually got celebrities who are, are coming out and actually saying, where's, where's our leader? For example, in the States, you know, you've got Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson who publicly posted that on social media. Where is our leader? Mm. And, and in that respect, I think that's what people are wanting. Not not leaders who are just just you know move pieces pieces around, but actually say no. This is what we're doing. This is the vision. This is how we're going to actually move forward. Yeah, and if that's lacking, so it's a really interesting point. So when so what people are looking for, what I'm hearing you saying is that people are looking for a strong leader to to follow, a strong leader that will be standing up front, as you said, stands up to the plate or comes up to the plate and gets ready. They are somebody who's going to take them forward, lead them, have the vision, but also so be that person that, that people will want to grab onto. Now, if that's a void, in other words, if it's missing uh, and people are not being communicated, not giving the right the messages that they need and that to help them go forward, they'll make it up or they'll go and fill that void themselves. And so things here is really important. And so people are asking, actually, they're not even asking. They're screaming out for it right now, I think, and that's yeah. what, what, they're, what they're looking for, which is really, really important. So, yeah, leadership is changing, and people are saying, hey, we need to change, and we're looking for change, and we are changing. We want the right leaders up front there with us as well. Definitely. So, with, yeah, with all this change happening, Steve, how, how's your business or industry changed, and, you know, what demand has that put on you or your your team? I think it's, um, it's, it's very interesting because my the model with, with the health and fitness space with, with coaching or personal training, whatever you want to call it, has been very much you come to the gym and you and and you 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 work with a client for an hour or clients for an hour and then you see them next week or you see them on a, later on in the week. Whereas because time I mean the the whole industry is you know evolving, I mean given even the COVID nineteen, it's 
uh, people are wanting more accessibility. So that means in terms of using technology, different forms of technology, and it's where, and that's the key reason why I went online three years ago is because I could see that coming well ahead and adapted to that change quite fast. Yeah, so you adapted because you could see that the future is, is staying is going to go online more, and that's what you did. You did that three years ago, and so so that period of time where we've gone through COVID nineteen, and every country's different, right? So they've all had lockdowns and to a certain extent. You know, it was a little bit different. How has your business grown throughout that period of time? I mean, the COVID nineteen has really created more of an awareness around health and just brought that emphasis up a bit more. So it's actually helped in a lot of ways. And also, I mean, just even on my consulting side, working with businesses around that, having to actually, in the health and fitness space, the gyms, actually working with them to take their, their services online. Like how do we, you know, how do you go from a gym that's operating in a four-war four scenario to now you're online and you're also having to educate your your, your trainers on how to Zoom because some some trainers never heard, you know, haven't ever heard of the word Zoom before. So, you know, all those kind of things, it's just breaking down a lot of barriers. And, yeah, and, and, and again, I've just been fortunate to see quite quite far ahead back in 2013, I mean, back, back three years ago. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> now, going back, you just mentioned Zoom, and then I think that, you know, that's a tool that a lot of people are now working from home and they're able to communicate with people around the world, which is fantastic, and have meetings. But what I'm finding with a lot of leaders, and, and I'm not sure if you've seen this or you, you, you've heard of it, but I'm finding leaders that they're getting on calls at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. in the morning. They're working away. They're on these Zoom calls. They're doing all sorts of things. Next minute, they look up, and it's 2 p.m., and they haven't even had lunch. And next minute, they look up again, and it's 7 p.m. or it's 8 p.m. And yeah. they're working some really long hours. Sure, productivity is up, which is great, and it was that side of things, which is good. But what I'm noticing is, that they are having problems of actually understanding, I was going to say boundaries, but I was going to talk about transformation or transition is the word I want, transition, between the bedroom, then into the, the kitchen, into their office, doing what they need to do, then transitioning back um, throughout the day. Have you had any thoughts? Because I've got some thoughts on it, but I just wanted to see what you think about it as well. Yeah, I guess it's very interesting. I was talking with a client recently about this, and it was actually his wife. And she's a um, very busy person. She goes to work. Uh, well, firstly, drops the kids off to school and then goes to work. Um, she's a nurse, works all the way through. And then afterwards, she has to come back home, obviously, and put on the mum cap. And I, and I said, how do you do it? And she said, I'm just surviving. And I said, the, the, the problem is, is that you're going from you know being a parent to being a nurse to being a parent. And you're not taking that time in between to transition into a different hat. And so for her, I said that you need to before you get home, actually take take a, a five minute five minute breather and just really think about how am I going to show up as my best self as a mum when I get in uh, get get through those front doors. And then that's the same for the next day when she wakes up and then goes I mean drops off the kids, taking that breather before she gets to work. And how can I show up as the best person so I can serve these people as a nurse and really give them the the care that and service that they need. Yeah, great. So she's checking in with herself and asking her question what she can do to, to serve people better, whether it's the family or whether it's uh, her job, whatever it is. Yeah, and I'm finding that people working from home, the transition, I'm saying to them, go out for a walk in the morning. 
Go out for, you know, even if it's a 30-minute walk, 20 minutes walk, whatever, but get changed into that clothing that you're going to go for a walk. When you get back, get dressed as if you're going to the office and then do what you need to do. Then go and make sure that you're finishing at the 5 o'clock or what time you would have normally have left the office. Get changed into your sporting gear. Go for another walk. Get some fresh air. Do that. Then come back in. And then that's the transition. Because for most of us, when we are traveling to an office or going to see a client, that is our transition, which is the drive, the bus ride, the ferry ride, whatever it is, that's part of our transition as we're going through. And so for a lot of people working at home right now, they don't have that transition. So we're having to be more focused, more aware of it, as you're saying, and, and more disciplined in doing that. Yeah, definitely. And I think also just you can even break those. I mean, break up your day with just some, simply water breaks. And I mean, water water helps with focus. I mean, if you're not getting at least three liters of water in the day, you're not. Well, firstly, it's going to impact your your weight loss. Um, you're not going to actually put on. Yeah, you're going to actually put on a bit of weight. It also impacts your um, metabolism in that respect, and also the stress managing your stress. You can go and, and later on in the afternoon, if you continue that all the way through, it does impact your productivity over time. Steve, that was there was one thing that blew me away when you you shared that with me once about the water side of things. And you know, I've always known that drinking water was really important to stay hydrated and help us with our brain function and thinking uh, throughout the day. But the thing that blew me away is when you shared this with me was that if I wasn't drinking enough water, I'd be putting on weight. But if I drank enough more, you know, three to five liters a day, I would be in a way whereby I would start to lose weight. And I thought, nah. And so when I was doing it, I was just like blown away. So how does that work? Good question. And 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 uh, there's a chemical process that takes place when you break down fat, and it's called hydrolysis. So the first part, if you actually split the word into the first part, hydro is, is water, and lysis, the last part is. Uh, slice. So when you put that together, it's water slice. So if there's not enough water present in the body, being at least three liters of water, that actually takes away the whole old notion of you know you need several glasses of water. That's actually, if you actually look date back and actually really research further, there's actually no real evidence behind that. Someone just came up with a number because they had to, and that's if you do the research. But um, three liters will actually help, and that I've been able to um, prove this through body scans with myself, with clients. So we've actually got the research to show that if you if you drop even by half a litre, you will actually lose a, a few kgs of muscle depending on the person, but you will lose muscle and you also put on probably a kg or so of, of fat in that, that same 24-hour space. So it's, uh, it's very important with high, um, to, to have enough water present in the body. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, so team, I'm here on the show today with Steve Paps Jr. And uh, he is saying that you need to be drinking enough water. He highly recommends that to be drinking three to five liters of water a day, just to make sure that we are staying on our game, not only from a brain functioning hydration perspective, but it also actually helps us lose weight. So make sure you're drinking uh, the water, but I'm sure it's not just the water because I'm sure there's going to be other things too that works in combination with the water exercise and eating well uh, and so forth. So, yeah, um, very good. So, Steve, here's a question for you, and that is, if there was one thing that you could change in business as a leader today, what would it be? Uh, definitely be leading by example. Having more people that will, will lead by example, being congruent, 
And I and I believe that's a big thing for me with all my clients is that I can't ask them to do something that I'm not willing to do. And I've found that's been a common theme that I've experienced in the past in previous roles when we are before starting my own business is that you know they, I was I was looking for that person who would lead by example, and I had to actually create that in a number of roles for myself and just just set my own standards. So it's like we were saying before that if, if there's no standards set, you just kind of have to create your own standards and just go into the, into your day with not as much clarity or direction. Mm. Okay, great, great. Good to hear. So so what, how would you re-summarize it in just a few words? What would you do? What would you change again? Um, so I guess just, having uh, more people leading by example and being congruent with what they say with their word. Yeah, there you go. That congruent word is out there, but also being, you know, uh, how are you going to show up? Be the role model. Be the person you want to be as a leader. Uh, and But if you're going to do it, make sure you are doing it. If you're going to talk about it, make sure you are doing it as well. Because as Steve said, you can't expect others to do things if you're not going to do it yourself. So um, make sure you are out there doing it yourself and uh, really important to be that role model. So how has employees' expectations changed or around leaders, you know, their expectations of leaders, have that changed over time, do you think? Yeah, I think they want more flexibility um, and, and probably more space to be able to voice, voice changes, voice ideas, opinions, and also seeking more support, I think. Yeah, okay, so being flexible, and maybe that's even now that we're working from home at the moment a bit more, but they want more flexibility. I think they also, maybe the flexibility pieces will say whereby they want to be able to fly and be who they are and allow them with their talents to go out and do what they can do very well. And uh, Steve, I've seen over the years whereby I've had somebody in a role in, in one team that I've seen and, and they, there's been a bit of a performance issue, things aren't going well, maybe some personalities with uh, their leader and so forth and peers. You take them out of that team and you put them into another role whereby it's something that they really enjoy and next minute, it's like it's, it's a different person. They just fly. I don't know. Have you ever seen that happen at all? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a few people who have been have gone for a role in the past, and then they realise that actually that's not what they expected. And then, and then the because they're not, it's not because they're not they don't have capabilities that can actually deliver, but it's because their heart wasn't in it. Mm. That they were able to transition them into another another side of the business and then they were flourish, like you said. Yeah, yeah, cool. So if their heart's not in it, it's hard to get them to do things. So they're looking for flexibility, as Steve is saying, around that's what the employees' expectations of leaders are uh, today. They want more flexibility and they just want to be able to be out there and doing what they need to do. And, you know, in a constructive way that's going to help their, the organisation, the business and all that move forward. I just look at some things that I, I mean, I don't know about you, Steve, in your business, but I mean, I can do GST returns and things like that, but that doesn't light my fire. That doesn't get me excited. And I just like, you know what? I'd rather give that to somebody who really loves doing that kind of side of things and get them to do it um, because that does light their fire. That does, that is why they're doing it. So why not tap into that uh, talent? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, here's a really interesting question, which is, what what makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? Yeah, uh, I guess I guess it was what I mentioned before is having that clear vision, and and being able to communicate that in a way that their team can actually understand what that vision is, 
because I've been a part of teams in the past where the leader would say some come up with their their grand grand vision, but they weren't able to really communicate that clearly. And I remember a time I was in a in a huge staff meeting and the and the, the CEO came in and was talking and we barely even knew who he was. And we'd sit there and we'd just look at each other at the end of it thinking, Well what what what's the vision again? Is it we, we is it <laughs> Do we just go back to just working at, at what were we just doing just before this meeting? And it's, mm. and it's, it's, I think that's the biggest thing is just clarity. Yeah. So if you're going to communicate something as a leader, um, one thing that 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 leaders need to do to be successful today is to have one thing would be clarity, and two would be able to communicate that in a way that others get it, yeah. and if they actually understand it, then they're going to buy into it. Definitely, yes, because we couldn't buy into what we didn't understand. <laughs> no, and so then, um, then what? I mean, if you didn't understand, I think you said the words before. What do we do? Do we go back to the old way? Do we? What do we do? We, so people get confused, mm-hmm. and if they're confused, they're going to revert back to what they know. So that, that's really interesting uh, that you mentioned that. So, yeah, I think um, you know I'm working with a group of leaders at the moment, and I've, I've said to them that look to to, to help people understand what's going on is you've got to actually help people you know communicate in a way that you can actually connect with people and help them through things a good example is have you ever seen a speaker on stage or you've seen somebody in a movie and things like that you you've gone oh this is really cool this is really good and you can connect with that person have you ever experienced that steve where you've seen that kind of person on stage and gone yeah i've connected that with person and do you know what what it might have been that's helped you connect with that person yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it's obviously them being clear, but it's also their energy, their passion, and I think. And, and I remember um, hearing that from one of my clients. They were saying, you know, the energy that they get from this group is they're, they're able to connect, you know, because we're all dads and we all understand each other and we understand the the hats that we have to wear each day. So it's it's getting on that person's level, and I think um, that's what you know great actors do is they get on your level. They draw you into the character, the scene, and they're able to clearly communicate that through their dialogue, through their body language. Awesome. Love it. So being able to get on that level with others and be at their level so you can have that communication, being able to sort of put it in a way whereby you can draw people into the story uh, and take them on that journey and then able to communicate in a way whereby people feel like they are actually sitting in or standing in that journey as well with them. That is an art. That is a real skill to do. And and those who do it are the ones who have some big followings as leaders, but the ones who can influence big time. Yes, and and I think also part of it's um, ego as well. Like you'll see the greatest actors, they don't, you know, when they go into the character, there's no, you know, they've left their name, their title of who they are as a person at the door. Um, And I think that's what I found in the past is that leaders can kind of carry their egos around and that allow and that creates a disconnection between the people who they are leading because they because there is no they're not getting down to that level and also a bit of volume there's no vulnerability for myself i'm very vulnerable with my clients and i show them that not everything is, is you know the grass looks green on the other side and i and i think that's Really what we need also is, is more leaders to be able to show that other side, that human side, instead of just saying I'm, I'm this great person, which no one is. You know, we do have our 
imperfections and we do have our areas that we need to work work on in our life but being able to say guys this is the vision but you know this is where I'm at as well just so you know that I'm not perfect as well yeah that's that's really interesting you're saying that because you know um, as you're saying leaving it at the door really important for people to do that and the vulnerability side of things being authentic Showing the human side, as you said just then, um, it's really, really important because that's where people can relate to to you as an individual and as a as a leader. So really, really cool to hear that. And I think earlier on you were talking about the hat. Uh, for those around the world, it's hat or cap, depending where you are around the world. But um, it, as we all have different roles that we play, like mum or dad or brother, sister, leader in an organisation, uh, business owner, things like that, and we do change that cap throughout the world, the hat throughout the day. And so, but I think what you said earlier on in the show was about showing up and how you show up. And then you just talked about leaving things at the door when those actors are going into those roles. And it's the same thing as a leader. What are you leaving behind as you're you're stepping into that role as a leader? However, you still need to be authentic. You can't be something that you're not. You have to be still you. And I think that's that's some really good points that you've made there, Steve. Excellent. So, Steve, I was going to ask you to bring out your crystal ball here and start thinking about the future because you talked about seeing that the online business for you and around the health side of things and that three years ago and then you sort of uh, adapted your business to that then. Well, where do you see leadership being in five years from now? I think I think from what I can see now, there's a number of programs that's available where uh, teaching people how they can be their own leaders in respect to, for example, one, one uh, Bob Foster, he's got he's got his own online business where he's teaching people how to be consultants, coaches, and lead other people. And I think we're going to start seeing that model evolve um, more over time. And um, I mean, even even myself, we're go- I'm going to be actually adopting that model for my own business because I mean, firstly, with my guys, I'm teaching them to lead by example, lead themselves. And then, and then from there, they can actually um, be congruent with what they're going to coach others from the on in. Wow. Awesome. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining the show today. Um, if our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where, where can they go? You can go to uh, www.generationdabod.com. Awesome. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown, the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. So look out for the episodes as they are published. Please listen, put your review review and rating. And if there's any feedback you'd like to give me uh, in relation to the show, just feel free to uh, send me an email, uh, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com, and we can set up a uh, a quick call to, to, to have a chat. But if you have a question, because I once a week I'm going to have the Ask Dennis session. If there's a question you want to ask me around leadership or anything around change or anything else around uh, anything else that you want to ask, feel free to drop me uh, or send me a message or a private message on social media. So uh, the email again is dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. So listeners, thanks for tuning in today and joining us on the show. Uh, Have an awesome time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 